Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we are thrilled to have Amanda here with us tonight. Amanda's team won the 18 and over 3-5 national championship and a week later won the 40 and over 3-5 national championship. I don't even understand how you do that. It's amazing. That's I know. amazing. That's amazing. So, I have I mean, a million questions because I, I, it never happened to us. It never happened to us. <laughs> okay, I'll start with the first one. So Amanda, can you tell us where your team is located and why you started playing tennis as an adult? Okay, so our team is located in Orlando, Florida. And we actually play out of the USTA national campus. Ah. So wow. facility. Yeah. Yeah. We've been together as a team for two years, but all of these ladies are basically um, in the women's league, like a local league that we have, not USTA. It's just a local league. And I met most of them through that league. And then um, that was like five years ago, we started playing together and I either played with them or against them. And then I started this team two years ago. We won our state two years ago, but because of COVID, there was no nationals. So they let us stay together. Um, and then we did it again this year. So I have a question about that because each region is different, each sectional, I, mm-hmm. I guess. So we're in the Southern section, but I think you're in a section all by yourself, right? We so are. Florida, not part of Southern? No. Yeah. So, did yeah, you- Florida's all by itself and they right. all... We all come to the national campus for sectionals every year. Okay. So you, that was going to be one of my questions because if we, so Carolyn and I are, um, play out of North Carolina and our Southern district is made up of six states or something like that. And, um, is it that many? Okay. But it doesn't include Florida. Yeah. Yeah, Um, (laughs) So our states, you know, we have our, our state championship in North Carolina and then it goes on to, um, I think depending, I guess we're talking spring. So I think it goes on to Alabama and then I don't remember where nationals is because, like I said, we've never made it to nationals. But um, so Florida is you are kind of on your own island. Does that mean if you win your local um, area, then you immediately go on to states, which is I'm, I guess I'm confused about that. Yeah. So we don't have what we call states. states. We have what okay. we call sectionals, which is the whole entire state of Florida. Right. Um, okay. But we have playoffs within our county. Okay. So we're part of Orange Seminole County. So we normally have a day and night playoff. Um, so we'll have the day league, we'll play against the night league winner. And then that winner of that will go to sectionals. Okay. That makes sense. And then where did you, did, am I, I might be skipping ahead, but where did you go, to, go on to nationals then? Is it also in Florida? No. So in nationals, our first one was Arizona. Oh, that's and right. And then okay. the second one was Oklahoma. Okay. So one was 18 and one was 40. Yes. For 18 over and one was 40. And how many weeks apart? Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And it was same, a lot of traveling. Did you have, I told you I'd have a million questions. Sorry, Carolyn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. These are Carolyn great. Has we want to believe me. I've we already know gone everything, off, Amanda. I know. I've we already gone everything. off script. So was is your team um, made up 100% of the same people or do you have... 
a few, you know, here and there that are different? We have eight that are the exact same that were on both teams. And then for our 18 plus team, we had um, two players that aren't 40 yet. Um, And then we also on the 40 plus team, we had a few more players that I added um, beyond the original eight. Gotcha. Okay, back to you, Carolyn. (laughs) I'm sure I have more. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a question about that. It says that since you play out of the national campus, are, you know, are all your kids like professional tennis players or your spouses (laughs) tennis pros or anything like that? No, no. Honestly, my... My backstory is um, I, I was a college soccer player. I, I, I did not pick up a tennis racket until about six years ago. Um, my husband played recreational tennis, you know, through through his early adult. Um, right. But we were both soccer players. I just we were always been very athletic, but um, I had a lot of knee problems um, through soccer. And my orthopedic surgeon was like, "You can't do this anymore." He's like, "You got to find another sport." Um, and my best friend played and she dragged me out onto the court. And from then I was hooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, so what was nationals like for what's, what's that experience like for people that have never been there before? Well, there was actually only four of us that had ever been before. I had personally not been, um, but we did have four girls that had been to 3.0 nationals over the last five, six years. Um, and so they kind of gave us a heads up. But I have never traveled for tennis because all of our sectionals are always local. So we play on our home courts all the time. Um, so this was a huge thing. Just just being able to get on an airplane and travel for tennis um, was a huge thing for us and majority of the team. I just remember arriving on that first day and walking on to the captain's meeting and just seeing all the flags, the signs, the banners representing every region. Um, it, it was just it was incredible. That's That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. And I just want to say, I I told Amanda this before um, the podcast started, but when I heard you won 18 and over and 40 and over the national championships for three, five for both, I immediately said, I bet this team is full of self rates and appeals. And I thought it was really crazy that when I looked up your team, everyone was computer rated. There weren't any self rates. There weren't any appeals. So that's just amazing that you guys were able to do that. Yeah. And like I said, it was mainly because we had all been the same rating for over a year before COVID. Um, and then they didn't change ratings. So we all stayed. Uh, we also I have to mention that we had on both teams, I had two to four 3.0s on the team with us as well that actually played at nationals. So that was huge for them to play up to a 3.5 level. Um, but we were, we were such good friends. I was like, you have to come. Mm-hmm. And they did. They wanted to be a part of it. They played, they, I mean, they did fantastic. So I was really proud of them. Yeah, that's really impressive because I know, I know you said, you know, several of you have been that rating for a few years, but Mm -hmm. some people stay at the same rating for years and years and years and never get to that level. So that is really, really impressive. And to have, you know, it wasn't like you had all your three fives at the high end of three five about to be bumped to four oh. You had some four three O's that were on that team playing up. So you must have just gotten really good over COVID and, you know, or played really well as a team together, or it's, it's really impressive in my mind. That was key. Having, um, strong doubles partnerships, Mm -hmm. uh, going into sectionals and nationals. Um, we had established really good doubles partners. Um, and as long as you find the right partner, um, pretty much on any day you can get, you can beat any team is what I always say. So just the partnerships were great. Yeah, that's great. 
And um, also with singles, um, because with 18 plus, there was two lines of singles. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to go in with singles players that are prepared to play singles. Um, A lot of teams seem to rotate their doubles players around. But um, I seem to go in with uh, designated singles players. And they knew they were going to play once a day. That way I didn't gas them out. Um, And so that was huge as well. Yeah, that's really smart. So you had a plan. Did you know, did you kind of know your lineups going into it? Did you, did you have a pretty good idea? Okay. Or did you, I was going to say, because we've talked to other captains. We talked to a a local captain here that went to States. So she went on to nationals as well, but she really had a plan. Yeah. She really Mm -hmm. had a plan going into it. And we've had people from other teams where they've maybe set their first lineups and they get down there and then they kind of feel things out and see how Mm -hmm. things are going. And that, way of doing business seems to be um, a little bit harder on the whole team because nobody knows whether they're playing or not. And then it, you know, stresses the captain out because the captain sort of has these secrets of like what her plan is, you know, yeah. so it, we have learned, I mean, just, just doing this podcast and interviewing several people, I think we've learned the best way to do it is really have a good plan going, going into it. Even if you, if you have to switch something, you know, if somebody gets hurt mm-hmm. or something doesn't work out, but it sounds like you did just what this other woman did where they were really successful you once really they got to, to that level. Yeah. yeah. I um I think it was Tuesday before we left on the Thursday. I posted the first four matches. Um, because we had our schedule for the first for the like basically the round robin um format. And so I I went ahead, I did re- little research um on the team. So I kind of knew what the strongest um areas would be. Mm-hmm. Um and then I kind of planned my lineups around that. And so everybody knew exactly what day they were going to play for at least the first two days. That's great. Okay. So what advice would you give to another team that's going to nationals for the first time? Take in every moment, honestly, um, travel together if you can. Um, that was such a fun experience. Um, we were on the same flight, uh, like on the way home or on, on the way there, um, try to travel, you know, travel in packs for Arizona. We actually rented an Airbnb house. And that was so much fun because we had a lot of players staying in the house. Um, so it's just the, the, the actual overall experience. Just uh, take it all in, take pictures, uh, videos. We did a whole slideshow of both of our trips. Have fun with the colors. That was huge because um, every region gets a color. And when you get there, you'll see all the teams are dressed in their color. Uh, so you can kind of pinpoint where everybody's from. And that was a lot of fun because we, we had a lot of fun with our color. What did you get? What color did you have? We had pink, light pink. <laughs> did you guys do, what did you do with that? Because I feel like we talked to someone at Nationals that talked about talked about the colors. You remember that, Carolyn? Yes. And they said some teams showed up with like flamingos and um, you know all kinds <laughs> of fun things. Does that mean you wear the color constantly? I mean, what does it really yeah. mean to be yeah. a color? Yeah. yeah. Is it okay. everything? Did you do socks well, and everything? <laughs> We didn't go quite that far. Um, we, we, I picked out a pink um, top and we had it uh, monogrammed with our names on it. And then we had Florida written on the back of it. And so we had our, there's a team photo shoot. Every team gets a photo shoot that you get to pick your time and day for that. Um, so we had a photo shoot done with our, with our tops on. Um, we had uh, bracelets. You get a bracelet. I'm actually wearing mine now. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah. Um, you get a bracelet with your your area and your color. 
And then um, one of our teammates' um, daughter made us these bracelets as well. Right, right. So, um, and then we uh, did, um, we picked Sophie Bella. Uh, There's a Pink Panther Sophie Bella line. Um, And everybody just picked a piece from that line. And it was pink, black, and white. Smart. It's like having bridesmaids. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like in Bridesmaids, Erin. Just like Bridesmaids. (laughs) We really appreciate Amanda speaking with us tonight. I really liked her advice that you should have a plan. And it was interesting that our team had designated doubles partners and also designated singles players. We have another episode with Amanda where she will discuss what research she did on the other teams that she played against, whether she flipped courts, and what her team received after winning the national championship. If you'd like to see her team all dressed up in light pink, please check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the courts soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.